There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season one of Vagrant Queen. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Yes. I love the way it is. It's, I don't know, because it's not taking itself super serious. Right. It has just that, like, fun edge, but it's not just over-the-top kind of stupid. Yeah, it definitely isn't silly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it has some moments. It. Yes. Rosen is killing it. Oh, my God. This one, he was so funny. Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump into some ratings news before we jump into the episode. All right, episode two brought in a 0.06 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.310 million viewers, making it the 124th rated cable show for the day. So we lost about 50,000 viewers. Not a huge drop. Yikes. Yeah, Yeah, they're probably all watching on demand then. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, Friday nights are always rough. Yes, they always have been on Wi-Fi. I mean, you think of doing a little better because people aren't exactly going out. But you would think, and especially seeing that the cast is tweeting their hearts out. Oh my gosh. I do want to say thank you because the cast basically answered everything we put out there. Oh yeah. They were awesome. And everybody who was tweeting along with us, you guys are great. Yes. A lot of fun. Okay. Episode three. Nobody's queen. Elida deals with the life she left behind. Isaac and Amay find themselves in dangerous territory. Okay. That was very short, but actually very to the point. Yes, it was. Which is better than we've gotten previously from some shows. But uh, we did get a lot of flashbacks this episode, 15 years ago. Yes. I thought this was really interesting. So we're on, mostly on planet Areopa, and we get the coronation of Alita, and she becomes the 23rd queen. It's like, okay, interesting. Why do they have a child as queen? Right, and not her mother. That I was going, okay, you want to fill me in on this? <laughs> right, I Maybe thought it was not her weird. mother. I don't know. Because, like, she never, even, she never really explains it. Even when we get the little History explanation. Lesson. Yeah, it, it's not really an explanation. Not how Alita's tied to it, no. Right. <laughs> Makes me wonder if she wasn't remembering it correctly or what the deal is exactly because we do see the was it the governor of a mining planet requesting not even food supplies requesting that they're able to farm right more instead of mine to make up the shortage in food right and uh, elida just i think like the rest of us is like well that doesn't sound bad right for a 10 year old that's gonna make sense and her mother's like, uh, no, you have to consider the entire kingdom. It's like, what? 
I thought that was kind of weird. But even when she explains it, she's like, well, if we let them, what was it? If we let them farm, then it'll reduce production. And what they mine is for the whole, their kingdom. Right. And if we give them more food, then another planet will starve. It's like, well, then why don't you let them farm and have to put caps on what they're mining or something? Like, that's how I'm seeing it. And I know that's a real simplistic way to see it. But if they're starving, they're not going to be able to put any kind of output. Right. It was just a little confusing to me. And her mother just seemed very hard about the whole thing. Yeah. It's like she's been doing this for a long time. So maybe she was the queen until that moment. And their society, once the daughter of the queen reaches 10, she becomes the queen. To almost have like fresh eyes or just to be easily manipulated. Uh, Probably to be easily manipulated. That's what I was thinking. As they're walking, we have Hath, who I could not think of his name because through the whole episode, she's come on, old man. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, oh, let's her take off her shoes. And, you know, is trying to be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's great. So he's like trying to encourage her. Right. And not be, I guess, so iron fisted. Right, like her mom. Yeah, I'm like trying to think of the right word. So we do get the history lesson here then because Elida's like, why am I queen? Why aren't you queen? Why isn't? And she throws out a name and I love her mom's like, who's that? She's like the cook. She makes great bread. Right. And mom's like, oh my gosh. Which, you know, I get it. As a kid, it's like, you know, why is it me? Why is it not somebody else? So she gets the history lesson of her bloodline, which was still a little bit, confusing to me because we find out that there was once a warrior who had oh what was it called exactly like this steer's head yeah something like that and it had the power to control minds and he used it to end all wars and the people who were using it then to help run the empire ended up being corrupted by the power and i'm thinking wow sounds very much like the mind stone but you know okay And so it was hidden away. And then her bloodline, I guess it was like the way they tried to, to say it. Her ancestors hid it away and promised to rule. Justly. Thank you. I'm like trying to remember how it was all put out there. And it's like, okay, are they still using it somehow? It just seemed like I wasn't sure how to follow that storyline exactly. Like it might have made more sense to somebody else. And I'm just like not looking at it at the right through the right lens. Well, it's the old story that absolute power corrupts absolute. Okay. And as we see later on in the episode that eh, the founders might not be quite on the up and up as well. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where we're headed with this. Oh, okay. You know what? It's like I'm not just, I wasn't putting all the pieces in the puzzle. Right. See the whole thing. Yeah, it makes more sense now when you're talking about what the founders are saying later. Right. Okay. So maybe it wasn't totally hidden. Maybe it was being used to some extent. Right. I have a feeling it probably was. Ah. That's why her mother is kind of the way she is. She's been making all the decisions. Okay. Everybody else is just going along with her. Gotcha. And it was interesting because we see like an uprising and Alida's mom is like, go get the transport ready. We got to go. And Alita, of course, is like, 
hey, let me talk to them. They're my people. And her mom, wow, was very not open to that idea is the best way I can say. Yeah, she and this was one of the hints that I got that, yeah, mom's not all on the up and up either is because she basically tells Alita that those people don't know you. They'd rather kill you than anything. I know. I was like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Wasn't expecting that at all. And, well, my previous thought was shot to hell that Lazara was maybe supposed to be, like, betrothed to Elida. Because we see him leading the rebellion. Right. It's like, what? What happened? I was not expecting that at all. Especially Uh, as wackadoo as he was. Right. Well, as much as we've seen his lust for capturing Alita... And the way he talked to Nim about the Republic being the only good government and talking about how the monarchy was just corrupt, it made a lot of sense that he would have been involved in the very beginning. Now, do we know if that's was Republic people or could the Republic have not been a completely different off-planet group And this was part of the group that was from that mining planet that was raising so much hell. Oh, but they were like, yeah, because they were starving. Right. So, yeah, we don't quite have that backstory, but as far as I'm concerned, it was not a surprise seeing Lazaro leading the charge in this uh, attempted coup. I was surprised with it, but maybe because he was front and center. True. And he just seems like one of those guys that would not normally be front and center. Well, he was the one who stormed the space station to kill her. Yeah, but he sent people out to find her. That's what I mean. Like, Oh, right, right. Gotcha. Like, yeah, he's there, but he's not like the guy right. necessarily. True. We got all sorts of planets, not in our galaxy. Yes. Planet, was it Koala? Yeah. I think. I don't know if I'm pronouncing some of them right, but we had the crew touch down there because they needed to refuel. And apparently this was like this awesome gas station planet is what I'm going to say, because <laughs> they were essentially at like a 7-Eleven. They were refueling and trying to find snacks at this like convenience store, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Yes. Because as they're doing it, I love Isaac. Like, it's just beef jerky i think this is beef jerky and then you get, get a later yeah last time you said that you were on the toilet for like two days it's right. like oh not good and then what he picks up a bag of what he thinks is uh oh like pig skin yes and it and squeaks then, <laughs> Yo. he's like, oh she's like why why but i will tell you when all of a sudden we see like somebody like grappling down right you knew I, it was trouble Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh. I was like, what is going on? I was not expecting it to be uh, the founder. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny that we see Amay introducing Alita to this sugary drink that. That's like a Slurpee. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I love too. And she's like, it's like just pure sugar. It's great because Alita, how much alcohol is in it? None. Pure sugar. And when she took that sip, that look on her face. Yeah. I was like, 
Oh, yeah, that's how I feel when I have a good cherry Slurpee when you haven't had one for a while. Maybe it's just me. But every so often you're like, I need a super sugar fix. Yeah. Fortunately, the founders (laughs) blow the cup right out of her hand. Yeah. Don't go wasting good Slurpee. (laughs) Yeah, good sugar. What is wrong with you? I'm so disappointed. Although we did have that moment when she's like, no, I never got to have anything like this because what was it? I have, how'd you put it? I had like five, everything handmade and five tasters before I even got to have any or something. Right. And I say, they're like, what are you doing? It's like smallest violin. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. dude, they don't know get that. Okay. <laughs> they don't understand, but I thought yeah. it was still funny. But our poor crew get hijacked. So after they got zapped, so I was worried. I'm going to tell you that. I'll tell all you guys. I was worried because even though the one guy's like, this is just stunned. We really don't know how the founders feel about the rest of them. We only know that they care about Alita. Yeah. So I was like, "Uh uh-oh, what if? But that isn't quite what happened as Isaac is... Getting his nose bent out of shape because Alita hasn't woken up yet on planet Kestelan, which apparently is the founder's base. Oh, yes. We're like the, I want to say rebel army. I'm like, yeah. that sounds so Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah, the resistance, whatever. It just sounds so Star Wars. The people who are supporting Alita and her the monarchy. Yes, thank you. I was like, what's the word I want exactly? Like her claim to the throne. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, and I love it because uh, Isaac's told, oh, well, you know, she was a little difficult last time. So we gave her like a higher jolt. And he's like, what? You did say what? <laughs> and then next thing you know, he hits the dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laughing like the yes. whole time because he's like, he just had a face that was begging to be punched. <laughs> and when we have. I think at that point is when Hath comes in. He's like, yeah, can't argue. (laughs) Like, can't argue with that. It's like, oh, man. And uh, they're trying to explain everything to Ame and Isaac. And he's like, yeah, well, you'll have to explain it to her when she wakes wakes up. And they're like, oh, we'll make yourself at home. I will. Where's the whiskey? (laughs) Doc, is that you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I felt like. But I'm, I'm loving Loving the way this is going so far with him and his attitude. But let's go back to Elida because she wakes up and instantly she is trying to escape because she doesn't know what's going on. No, she doesn't know where everybody is. Right. She ends up sneaking around the camp and takes a weapon from the guard, knocks him out. Hopefully just knocks him out, I should say. Right, yeah. I'm assuming. And we get to see Isaac bragging about teaching Elida everything she knows about fighting. And that kind of comes back and bites him in the ass. So. Yeah. Because, yeah, as he was doing his quote unquote karate moves. <laughs> the same thing he did when. Uh, <laughs> when he tried to get her to help him originally. Yep. Huh. Yeah. The yeah. Kung Fu dog. <laughs> the cartoon is what right? reminds me of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hong Kong Fui. Yes. <laughs> Well, he ends up in a not-so-awesome position, and Elida has to save him again. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 hold on, don't shoot. It's okay. Of course, Elida's like, really? Really, don't shoot? You guys shocked me, and I have a killer headache. 
And next thing you know, half pops up, and that's when Alida's whole demeanor changes. Oh, yeah. And I was happy that it changed, that maybe she's going to get answers. But I don't know. I just felt like this is too good. Right. And we find out later. Yeah, well. It was. Yeah. Uh, It was very distressing is the only way I can say it, because Elida has had so much shit happen and she wanted to just be like, all right, well, if I'm safe, I want to be safe. I want to save my mom, but it's just somebody else using her for something else. Yep. And it made me sad. But we had kind of the fun, I'll say, side story here. Yes. Because Ame is like, oh, I'm going to work on Winnie. And Hat's like, oh, yeah, there's an old mine closed. They probably have some parts over there. Yeah, let's go. And, of course, Alita's like, all right, let's go. And, no, no, no. You need to talk with everybody, but Amay's going to go. And Isaac's going to go with. So, hey, they're off in search of parts. And surprisingly, Alita let it happen. Yeah. But as they're about to leave, Isaac is given something to help with the rodents. All right, now... <laughs> You're talking to somebody from Earth, whether you know he's from Earth or not exactly. You know he's not exactly like you. So maybe he doesn't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. It's like when they say rodents and he gets this ear piercing device, like the sound that just like worse than nails on a chalkboard. Yes. And he's like, what the hell? And he throws it because he's like, the guy's just being a douche. Yeah. But I'm thinking, all right. Are we talking about like RUSs or what are we talking about? Because obviously this is going to be different than what we're thinking. Of course it is. Although they could be Chicago rodents and there's nothing to play with there. Those things are huge. Yeah. So, <laughs> but as soon as he threw it away, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be good. No. Like you knew there was something going to happen with our yeah. little side story, which we'll get back to them in a second. Let's talk for a second about Elida and Hath and... I don't know. How did you feel about Hath, the way he was answering her questions? I think he was basically telling her exactly what she wanted to hear for the most part. Because she asked why he hasn't saved her mother. Well, we haven't quite got the manpower yet, but soon. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and then he turns right, you know, they turn right around and talk about starting a war. And it's like, you should have had manpower to manage a rescue mission to get her mother. Before you had enough people to start a war. Right. Yeah. And and when he's like, well, what are you going to do after? After we save her? It's like, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about saving my mother right now. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you could take back your throne. And she's like, no. Yeah. Not going to happen. Right. And he seemed a little, I don't know, put off. Right. And then he introduces Elida to General Essie and Captain Volman. And of course... That isn't going well because they're like, we're going to get back your mother. We're going to take back the throne. And she's like, again, I don't want it. And they're like, yeah, we do. We want our homeland back, which I get that. But like the way they're so on about her taking back the throne. Right. It's like, why? Well, I I mean, I get it, but I don't. Right. I believe that their whole intention was... Yeah, they they will have a figurehead from the past that will rally more of the loyalists to her cause while they're behind the scenes running everything. Oh, okay. Especially because 
the general was just all about, let's start a war. We're going to do this. We're going to bust in. And it's like, if you're trying to be stealthy, you're not doing a good job. Yeah, Alita but basically tells her is, you go in and bust through the force field, they're going to know where you're going, and they'll get there and kill her before you get there. So, right. no. That's why I'm like, the way they're talking, it's definitely something more. Yeah. Uh, let's go back to our scavengers being scavengers. Isaac and Amay. Well, Isaac kind of loves it because, like, when they get to this old mining town, he's like, oh, this is so cool. What it? I think he said something about it, like, reminds him of certain movies. Right. And Amay's like, yeah, this reminds me of home. And so they start having a talk about her home and how everything went awry. And she's like, yeah, I was only five. And Isaac kind of stops. And I'm like, uh oh. Yeah. What's, what's going on? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. And a turn he, I wasn't expecting. Uh, most definitely. Because he's like, oh man, my kid would be five. I just realized that. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl or takes after me or his mom. And I'm like, Oh, so she was pregnant when he left. Right. Shot across the universe. I was like, uh-oh, this is horrible. And I yes. I thought they were going to expand a little bit more on it. I'm kind of surprised they haven't. It might be coming soon. Right. And, you know, when they're talking, Amay's like trying to, I guess, turn it around. Oh, I'm sure he has your sense of humor, though. Or, right. You know, like like trying to make him happy again, because I feel like she's one of those people, like people are down. She is just not doing well herself. Yeah. And you can tell that after hearing her story of being only one of the few people on her planet that escaped. Yeah, she's had probably a rougher life than either of Isaac and Alita. Right. But yet she is so super happy all the time. Right. She keeps it positive. And she basically tells him, you got to be positive about things. And, oh, she is so sweet. Because when she sees the sign from, I'm assuming, mechanic it shop. Was, it was. It was And she's like, what was it? Oh, baby crackers or something. Yeah. She's like so super excited. And they start like running over. And suddenly they're surrounded by these weird alien things that apparently are the rodents. These weird giant squeaky things. I'm like. Yeah, not what I think of when I think of rodents, but no. <laughs> holy cow. They do manage to get into a building, not the one they were looking for originally, and lock themselves in. And this is when Isaac kind of tells uh, Ame, oh, yeah, I was given something that apparently would help, but it hurt my ears. I left it back at the camp. And she's like, are you serious? And when she pulls her gun, I love it. He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> didn't mean to and that's because one of the rodents got in and she shot it i'm like okay so what are they gonna do well maybe they can't climb they go to the roof and they're just sitting there chilling as amay is like oh is not answering my calls great neither of them meaning isaac or alita have managed to keep that damn comms bracelet on right gonna be a running <laughs> joke the whole season i'm afraid oh i'm sure that and the fact that everything's always low battery and Isaac just happens to mention, like, oh, I wish I can fly Penny remotely. And Amay's like, wait. Yes. Wait, wait. We can have Winnie B do it. And it's like, okay, this sounds great. What's going wrong? Yeah, what's going to happen? Well, <laughs> sure enough, talk about procrastinating with Isaac and Alita charging their guns. We find out Amay's 
got that problem as well. Yeah, she didn't install the firmware update, which I thought was hilarious. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> We're futuristic and you, know, you didn't involve, you know, you didn't finish doing the firmware update. Yeah, you have to do some hands-on stuff. And I loved it because she was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. But hey, the robot can come and save them. Winnie B can come and save them? Not exactly this big robot that can do a whole lot, but I guess we'll see what happens. And we're in luck because she is one of the fastest models out there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. The fastest? I'm watching this going, what? Okay, if you say so. But again, I'm sure that's kind of the gag. Right. Absolutely. It's R2-D2. It's not. No. no. <laughs> they do manage to get to one of the other buildings by using a board to walk across. And we almost lose Isaac to the rodents. Yes. But as soon as they get in, he's trying to hold the door closed because, oh, crap, one of them figured out what's going on. And Amay is like having a fangirl moment over a fusion cylinder that we don't need. And, oh, my gosh, what is this? And <laughs> like, I just seen arm flail, like yes. basically coming from her. And finally, it's like, oh, yeah, let's move the desk. Hold on. And that's when Amay is like, oh, I wonder how we'll get to Winnie B. Oh, well, we just need a diversion, and diversion is my middle name. And as Isaac says that, you see May going, like, it's his middle name? What? <laughs> and he's like, no, it's not really. And he comes out, busting out of, I'm guessing, an attached garage in a Jeep, and getting the rodents to follow, and taking several of them out. Yes, just going around in circles, having a grand old time. Right. Until. Does all that until, oh, uh, the gun. Yep. Wasn't charged quite enough. Nope. But Winnie B ended up getting into the building with Amay. And that's when Amay's like, okay, instead of dealing with the, the here and now, it's like, oh, well, let me just do your firmware update right now. Right. I feel like that should have been backburner. Like, hey, do you know anything about these things? What can we use? But the bot's like, oh, the ship isn't here, so we can't finish this update. But you know, why didn't you just tell me it was these rodents? Because I can just do the sound, basically the whistle sound. And Amaze was like, yeah, do it. Because Isaac's like, shit, shit, shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, but it will be unpleasant to humans. So again, I'm like, okay, are these things supposed to be somehow related to humans? I thought that was weird. Yeah, uh, wouldn't surprise me a bit. Hmm. Makes me like wonder what's going on with like, humans in that part of the galaxy right but hey big noise rodents scurry off and isaac gets a made to do high five even though she's like what what is this why he's like yeah it takes a while it's something we do on earth why to celebrate just, yeah just to celebrate and it's funny because and i forgot to mention though how did i forget this he mentions to her oh you're like macgyver Right. And I love it because she's like, is that another one of your Earth shows or Earth movies? And he's like, I thought it was funny because he's explaining how when he gets back, he's so selling the story for big money, but making things a little different. Yeah. <laughs> like, I won't say I left the whistle, for example. Right. So let's go back to our plan on how to get into Wick. Well, they want to blow up a heavily guarded Republic port. And again, Alita's like, that's stupid. Yeah. You know what we need? Camouflage. And Half and Alita end up taking the Winnipeg and going to planet Rekor. Rekor? Rekor? It was weird looking. 
and the people were slimy, like quite literally all over their clothes. I was like, yeah, that's gross. But she has a friend there and he owes her a favor. So she's going to call it in because he is a smuggler and pretty much every week gets to deal on the other side of that Republic port, which is exactly where they need to be. So great. We have a way in. Han Solo-ish, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, all right, we can get in, not blowing anything up, not causing a big scene, exactly what we want, even though that's not what the general wants. No. And when they kind of uh, do the communication back to the general, you see Hath just like, yep, this is what we're doing. You should listen. Again, I had that weird feeling. Right. It's like, it's a good plan, unless they're trying to, to start something huge. Right. For getting in and getting her mother and getting out, that is the perfect plan. Apparently, that's not their plan. Right. Why are you trying to announce to everybody? Right. It's like, if you're saying you don't have the firepower in the ships, don't be this huge... Suicide. Yeah, pretty much. And I love that because we fast forward everybody kind of back together in the camp, and Alita and May are sitting in front of the fire and kind of having a heart-to-heart. And I'm like, okay, I feel like Alita needed that. Because she hasn't really had anything steady in her life for a long time other than herself. Right. And then she sees a maze like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. And she sees her meeting up with one of the female soldiers. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe. You know, just what did she say? Something about like enjoying the moments when you can. Right. And it's like, well, that's one way to enjoy the moment. Well, she had told Isaac when they were on the roof, you know, when they were talking about him being so loyal to his wife, and she just loves everybody. Right. <laughs> okay. Now you got both ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. But this is when things get interesting, because we end up going to Isaac, who's kind of drunk and not necessarily stumbling, but he is down a little side path. And he suddenly hears half talking to the general and the captain. And it didn't exactly sound like they were trying to save her mother. Nope. They were going in for the stone. And they won't fail her this time. It's like, won't fail who? Exactly. Yeah, it starts making me wonder. It's like, huh, what exactly is the real plan and who are you working for? Right. And I was really scratching my head because they did mention they'd only recently learned that her mother was there. Right. But how long have they been planning on getting the stone? Or is the stone somehow part of her mother or something? It's like I had all sorts of questions running through my head with this. So I don't know. But we get to see Hath on board with a few of the founders. Yeah. On uh, a lighted ship. Yeah. Companion, I guess. Punch in the face guy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, good name for him. Punch punch in the face guy. guy. Man they end with up a face that needs to be punched. Right. So our crew, you know, everybody's on the Winnipeg and uh they meet up with Clive's ship. And okay, great. Are they gonna get through? I don't know, because we suddenly have this other thing happening at the same time that somebody who was working for Clive had thought he had seen Lida's face before. Yep. And he's suddenly over boarding Lazaro's ship. Not good. No. And the guy's like, well, you know, how much are you paying for this information? And then that 
kind of went downhill with just a look. Yes, that was hilarious how he comes in all hot shit and just Lazaro standing up and he melts like butter. Right. It's like, <laughs> uh, uh, well, how about cheap? Okay, how about free? I'll give it to you free. Yeah. And apparently he got so freaked out. I don't know. He squirted some green goo on Lazaro. And I'm like, oh, man, you're not giving him any information because you're going to be dead in a minute. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, all right. Again, we get this like in all sorts of shows. Like you have somebody who's like thinking they're going to make big money all of a sudden and go and give away our heroes. Yep. And it just irks me every time because it's like, ugh, I want them to not. But, you know. There's no way to change it. No. Something's got to go wrong. Our Always. have to climb multiple mountains and get through the impossible on several occasions. So Yes. Uh, it just irks me. All right. Well, what do you guys think about the show and what happened on this episode? And let us know at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. And while you're at it, if you can go on and rate us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show. I think it's really fun. and I think a lot of people like it. They just don't know what it's about. Right. You're only a couple episodes in. So totally get them, watch everything and get into it. And if you've read the graphic novel, let us know. I want to know how well it's translating. And of course, while you're at it, if you want to check out the website, www.fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts. And there's also the contact page there. So you can let us know how you feel all sorts of ways. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. You got it, McGay Bar? And until next time.